I was taught to be bold in the power of the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost emboldens us to do things that we would normally never do. <laughs> he causes us to run. He causes us to shout. You know, I've questioned God about that many times because, you know, I like to be all put together. I like to be look a certain way. <laughs> and after I get out of the presence of God, I am a mess. My makeup is streaming down my face. My hair is usually, I'm usually in the floor by now. God has a great sense of humor. But it's just so wonderful to be in the presence of God. So wonderful to be in His glory. And I want to tell you that God is getting ready to release a roar. A roar over the earth like you have never heard. And that roar is coming from the very depths of your spirit. The roar of the mighty lion of Judah is coming like never before. I've heard it in the spirit. God's given me visions. There's been a heavenly release over the body of Christ. A roar so powerful that the church has never seen. The church is going to be shaken out of her slumber and out of her sleep. A roar that will make demons tremble and the bride, the pride of Christ rise up with boldness and strength and courage. Come on. It's time to rise up in boldness. The roar has been in the making for centuries. And now we, the bride of Christ, we have to go forth as a mighty force. A force. There are souls for the harvest. There are souls. When the man raised his hand this morning to be saved, my heart leaped on the inside. There are souls for the harvest. Your families need to be saved. This community needs Jesus. America needs Jesus. The nations of the world need Jesus. There is a harvest. So I'm telling you to roll up your sleeves. It's time to get to work. While in prayer several months ago, I saw the church. The Lord saw me, showed me the church like a, a lion's pride. You know, the pride, the lions, the mane, the, the beautiful lions in the Serengeti. You know, the Serengeti is a protected place in the northern part of Tanzania. It's about 12,000 square miles, and it's renowned for the lion population. But that lion population had become very complacent. They were not on the hunt anymore. I'm telling you, I'm on the hunt for the devil. I'm on the hunt. You release my family. You release this nation. You release. But these lions weren't on the hunt anymore. They were not even at the water. And, and there had been such a, a drought. And I'm like, God, what is this? He said, my pride has become complacent. My pride has become lazy. My pride has become emaciated. They're hungry, but they don't even want to get up to hunt to get anything to eat. 
I have spoiled them with my presence. And now they're just lying on the ground. He said, but oh, it's coming. And I heard the roar. I heard a roar in the darkness that made my very soul tremble. I heard the roar that when that roar went forth, those lions, those emaciated lions came up. And God says there's a rumbling of the roar of the lion of Judah. And he said, I am roaring once again and from this roar you will see a mighty river a deluge of my glory will be released and the anointing and the glory the powerful roar of God will bring in the miracles the signs and the wonders so he said now it is a mandate for you my daughter to go tell my bride to rise up go tell my pride to rise up. When God showed me this, I wanted to do some investigating about the roar of the lion. It's amazing. This roar of this lion can be heard five miles away. It's 114 decimals that will almost burst your eardrums. It is as loud as a jet engine taking off. I believe that's the same roar that was in the upper room when they had that upper room experience when there was a sound of a mighty rushing wind. There's a sound coming with this manifestation. There's a sound from heaven when the Lion of Judah roars. He is announcing the King of kings and the Lord of lords is coming with power and strength and authority. We must know our authority in Christ Jesus. He gave us that authority that every demon will tremble, every sickness will bow, and that a hungry and thirsty church who is emaciated will get into the river of God that's flowing from the throne of God and saying, God, drench me. I want more. This move of God is going to be unusual. It's going to be like something that you've never seen before, so get ready. Get ready to be in the uncommon anointing of God. Get ready to loosen your tie. Get ready to get your handkerchief and start waving it. I know my grandfather and grandmother, they had glorious meetings in the past with Oral Roberts and some of the tent meetings, and I would hear the, hear the stories. But what God is getting ready to pour out on us is going to be the latter rain and the former rain coming together, and it is going to be greater than what we can ever think or imagine. This heavenly roar has brought security. It's brought protection. So we don't have to be afraid to know how to fight. When the enemy comes and breathes his old hot breath on you like a roaring lion, you'll say, no, I'm not buying into that lie. I know who I am, and I have been emboldened with the power of the Holy Ghost with the Lion of Judah. In Isaiah 31.4, Isaiah says, As a lion growls, not even roars, but growls, a great lion over its prey, though a band of shepherds is called together against it. Some people that probably don't even understand the move of God said, He's not frightened. 
about the shouts and he's not disturbed by the clamor. Don't be disturbed by the clamor that is going on in the world. Don't be disturbed by Fox News. Don't be disturbed by what's swirling around because it says the Lord God Almighty will come down from Mount Zion and he will battle for you. Don't be disturbed with that junk. God says, I'm coming down to fight your battle. Amos 3.8 says, Surely the Lord will do nothing without revealing it to the prophets first. The lions have roared, who will fear? God is downloading into the prophetic realm saying prepare yourself. Something's getting ready to happen. The roar is getting ready to release. Get yourself together. Rise up. Quit your pity party and get yourself in the power and the presence of God. It's time. Yes, we've all gone through some hard things. I know we've suffered loss. I went through a brain tumor that the enemy wanted to destroy my life. He came to me and he said, oh, so you're the one who lay hands on them and they recover. You're the one? Well, look at you now. You're going to die of a brain tumor. I said, I'm not buying into your lie. I know who I am. I come from a priestly royal lineage. You can't destroy me before my time. It's not my time. I've still got a lot of preaching to do and prophesying to do and singing to do and shouting to do and running to do. You get your hands off my body. I went through the fire. I had to go through the journey. It's gone. Size of an orange gone out of my head. No, it wasn't part of my brain, buddy. I can still function. Still got my mind, my faculties. Whatever the enemy brings in to destroy you with, you say, no, I know who I am. I am rising up with power. I am rising up with authority. Yes, we've all gone through some hard things. Did I want to go through that? No. But through the journey... God showed me his mercy. Through the fire, you know who was with me? The fourth man. Fourth man was with me in the fire. My God is going to do great and marvelous things through the remnant and it's coming. But we must be prepared. We have to be prepared for the harvest of souls. In October 2017, it was the... 500th anniversary of the great reformation of church history. These men who had caught the flame. These men who wanted change. These men who knew that there was more in the Holy Ghost. We know there's more. We know there's more and we want it. They knew there was more and they wanted what God had for them. And so these church leaders, do you know what their mantra was? Let the lion roar. That's the same mantra that God has given the church today. A faith and hope that something better is coming. The lion is roaring once again in this third great awakening. Now this roar from heaven, I believe it's the greatest awakening.
It's the awakening before the ushering in of the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. It's the greatest awakening that the church has ever seen. And I want to tell you that churches are shaken. Pulpits are shaken. There will be men and women of God, not superstars behind pulpits, but men and women of God who are humble, who are sold out, that we're not here for money. We're not here for prestige. We're not here for the fame of the world. But we're just here to see glory of God. God, pour it out, God. Whatever it takes, God, pour it out. Because we have been forged in the hottest of fires and we have come forth as pure gold. And the cry of our hearts is Psalms 24. Oh God, prepare within me a pure heart and clean hands so that I can ascend the hill of God and I can see your glory and I can see you face to face. It's called being sold out. In our hearts and our hands, God. This roar of the gospel, it is going around the world. And I believe that it's beginning here. But it's also in the Muslim countries. The Muslims are seeing Jesus in dreams and visions. Jesus is coming to them and showing them miraculous things. And what they're saying is like, we just sense the presence and the love. He shows us so much love. Isn't that just like Jesus? He's coming with love and they're turning their hearts to him and there's revival. We have missionary friends in Iraq. There's revival in Iraq, in Afghanistan. Do you know what our brothers and sisters in Afghanistan did? Friends of ours that were under the underground church. The Taliban was coming for them. They just didn't hide in a corner, but they were bold as lions. They had the roar on the inside of them. And when they knew the Taliban was coming to their house to kill them, they knew it was inevitable. They didn't hide, but they went on their neighbor's door and they started knocking. Do you know Jesus? Do you know Jesus? Do you know Jesus? Let me share Jesus with you before they come and take me to see him. Let me share Jesus. And do you know that revival is breaking out in Afghanistan in unprecedented numbers because there are courageous men and women to say, let me show you Jesus, the Lion of Judah. Our brothers and sisters in China under the underground church, they can't keep them quiet. The revival in China is exploding. They are preaching and they're putting the preachers in the prisons and the preachers are preaching in the prisons and the prisoners are knowing Jesus and the guards are knowing Jesus and there's such an outbreak of the glory of God in China that they love the word of God and they're experiencing the glory of God. Our brothers and sisters in Ukraine who are deep under the earth as the Russian tanks are rolling over their cities. Their praises and worship is going up underground and they have not lost their love for Jesus Christ even in the most dire of circumstance. Oh God, forgive us. Forgive our pettiness that we can't even worship you when we have a hangnail. Forgive us, God. We've got to get ready for this third great awakening. We've heard of the great awakenings of the past and I love to study about the revivals. I love to put myself in those revivals. I love when the glory of God would sweep through the fields and the people would lay out in the spirit for days. 
We've heard about the great awakenings of how evangelist George Whitefield in the 18th century, he was so unconventional that they wouldn't let him preach in the churches. Imagine that. They didn't want a move of God. Who wouldn't want a move of God? Who wouldn't want to experience what we did this morning? Somebody. Somebody must. We don't want that crazy man in our church. He, he just acts weird. So did that stop George Whitefield? No. What did he do? He went out into the fields. In the fields and started preaching. And the roar of his voice could be heard three miles away. Three miles away. People would be saved in the glory of God. They would lay out in the fields for days. That's the unconventional Holy Ghost that I long for. I long for that glory. I long to be in that glory, to lay out in the glory in the presence of God. I'm so tired of the program meetings. I'm so tired of the mundane. I want the winds of the Holy Ghost to blow through here and to blow through this city and to blow through this nation. And I want God to begin it in me and you. Light a fire on the inside of me. Light a fire down in my soul that I can't contain, that I can't control. I want more of you, God. I want more of you, God. My prayer is, God, set me on fire and just let people come and watch me burn. I want to burn, 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 burn. And what opens that up is our praise. It's what we did this morning. It opens up. The heavens, the lion of Judah. Judah means praise. The power of our praise changes the atmosphere. It brings deliverance. It breaks strongholds. Our praise is a mighty weapon and it goes forth before the throne of God and it breaks the strategies of the enemy off of our life. Yeah, there are strategies of of the enemy over you today. He wants to destroy you. But when you raise your hands and begin to praise God, something begins to change in the atmosphere. Our presence, the presence of the King of Kings is with Him. In Psalms 22 it says, He is enthroned. He lives in our presence. He was here. He's still here. But when we praise and worship Him, something happens. Did you sense Him this morning? It was like he was riding the glory wave with us this morning. Riding, It's like he was having a great time with us this morning. The glory of God. Psalms 104, enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give him thanks and bless him forever. That praise is a royal mantle that's placed over us. And it helps us to shed off, cast off the heaviness. You know, the enemy wants to bring heaviness on our lives, oppression over our lives. We've all heard the lies of the devil. It'll never change. It's no good praying. God doesn't hear you. You didn't speak to that woman at Wendy's, see? You've got condemnation in your life. He didn't hear you. But when we praise God... It releases that. Isaiah 61.3, and this is our scripture. I will give them beauty for ashes. Look at what God has given us. Beauty for the ashes of grief and sorrow that we have been in. The oil of joy for mourning. The oil of the Holy Spirit 
the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. You know there's a spirit of heaviness? And if you don't shake that thing off and get that thing off, you'll just walk around like this all the time. But you shed it and you say, God, I worship you, I praise you. Why? So that we can be called trees of righteousness. Our praise is a mighty, mighty roar that makes the devil tremble and it will break strongholds in our lives. The roar. Now the enemy always has counterfeits. Always. Because 1 Peter 5.8 says, The devil roams like. He's not a lion. But he roams like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. The enemy will manifest a fake roar in your life. A fake roar of fear. A fake roar to tell you that you're not going to make it. A fake roar to tell you that your children and your family are going to be destroyed. Have you heard that fake roar? Oh, the doctor's report. I remember when we had a doctor's report. They came and gave us a doctor's report with Buddy. And they said, Mr. McLaughlin, looks like you have thyroid cancer. I said, that's a lie from the devil. Who, who are you talking to? I said, we're people of faith. He said, well, well, let me show you. This is what the devil does. Let me show you. On the TV screen, he said, let me show you your cancer cells. Those aren't his cancer cells. Who are you talking to? I said, we, we're faith people. We preach the gospel, and those aren't his cancer cells. He said, well, look on the screen. You can see that they're different from the other. They're shaped abnormally. He said, we're going to have to go out, probably have to take his whole thyroid, lymph nodes. Lord knows where it's spread. That's what I started doing. Not on my watch. Not my husband, who it's taken me a long, long time to train. And I don't feel like training anybody else. Not him. Not him. Nuh-uh. No, it's not going to happen. Not happening. By, not buying into that lie. He said, well, we've got to go to surgery. I said, well, you just go right ahead and go to surgery. You just go right ahead. Wake Forest oncologist, renowned in the United States. You go right ahead. But I said, I want you to do another biopsy before you take anything out. Well, I don't think you're in insur- I said, you take another biopsy. Because let me tell you, God says that we're going to have a miracle. He gave me a scripture in Job of all things. Job eleven thirteen, He said to prepare your heart to stretch forth your hands. So what did we started doing? We started preparing. We started fasting. We started praying. We started doing communion every day. Covering him by the blood of Jesus. Cursing those cancer cells. So I had prepared myself for my miracle. And I said, now when you go in, you make sure you do another biopsy. So they gave him all the good-feeling drugs and put the really pretty blue hat on his hair that he likes to keep all nice and tidy. He went back in there and he said, it'll take about three hours. I said, okay. I said, you come back out and you give me the report of the Lord. He came back out about an hour later and he said, um, we, we did that biopsy like you, like you told me to do. And he said, uh, I got something to tell. I said, yeah, you just go ahead and tell me, Dr. Brown. Go ahead, give me the news. He said, well, we did do that biopsy. And he said, there is no evidence of carcinoma papilloma. 
Now, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Know who you are when you feel the hot breath of the enemy with the lies in your face. I knew it was a lie and I was not going to accept it. I had to get into the presence of God and I had to hear the sound from heaven and I am declaring over you today that there is a shift in this atmosphere. There has been a sound from heaven and I want to make a declaration over you that by the end of this year you are going to see the tremendous signs and wonders and miracles that God has promised you and God has promised your family. That is what I prophesy over you. Mark it down. There was a shift in the atmosphere about 2,000 years ago. Let me tell you about it. It's when Jesus was crucified and his breath left his body. And there was a, no present worship that day. There was a deafening sound because the enemy thought he had won. But there was something going on behind the scenes because you know what happened? When the breath left his body, Jesus went down and he started making some rumblings in hell. He started marching through and he said, Satan, I'm the lion of Judah. And he started roaring. He started roaring. He started to say, now give me back the keys of hell and death. You can't keep me here. You don't have the authority to keep me here. And we know that the earth began to shake on the third day and he rose up rattling those keys of hell and death. And when Jesus came back, he gave us all power and he gave us all authority by the shed blood of Jesus Christ. We have that power and we have that authority. I have the authority not in within me, but by the blood of Jesus. Jesus, that I can say, no, there is no cancer. No, there is no brain tumor. No, 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 you cannot take my family. Why? Because it's power by the authority of Jesus Christ. And Jesus said, now I'm going to give you something a little extra. I like the extra stuff. I like the overflowing stuff. So when Jesus was raised from the grave and he came back and his disciples were like, wow, man, is that actually? He's like, yeah, it's me. And you better get ready for some stuff. Acts 1.8 But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you will be witnesses of me in the earth. You're going to receive some power with this thing. We're no weaklings. We know how to roar the power of His might. He said, I want you to go to Jerusalem and I want you to wait because I'm going to tell you, there's something going to be released. He knew the roar was coming. He knew the sound was coming. Acts 2, 1 and 4. When the day of Pentecost had fully come. Oh, I love this. They were all in one accord in the upper room. And suddenly... There was a sound. Suddenly there was a roar. Suddenly it sounded like 114 decimals jet engine going through that place. And there was a mighty rushing wind. And it filled the entire house where they were sitting. And there appeared to them divided tongues as a fire. I'm telling you there's fire with this thing. There's power with this thing. There's authority with this thing. And it said on each and every one of them. And they were filled. I want you to say filled. 
filled with the Holy Ghost and they began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. It's time that the Holy Ghost comes and sets upon us once again that we are filled and we empty out all of that junk and all of the lies of the devil to say, God, fill me up, God. Fill me up. Fill me up. That great awakening that will ignite hearts and set the very foundations of the earth shaking is waiting for us, is waiting for that roar. There's a holy roar from the throne of God. Just as it came on 120 insignificant men and women waiting for something, just waiting for the promise. I'm here to tell you today, if you're waiting for your promise, don't give up. God said it, it's going to happen. And let me tell you, God is preparing us for the greatest roar of all of eternity. Oh, it gets better. It just gets better. This awakening here on earth is going to be good. And this great harvest of souls is going to be tremendous. But it's going to be even better. When John was on the Isle of Patmos and God gave him the vision of the future, there was weeping and wailing in heaven. In Revelations 5.5 because they said there is no one found worthy to open up the seven scrolls, the seven seals. And then one of the elders looked at John. John was so distraught and he's like, there's nobody worthy. Oh, but then he came over and said, I know somebody. I know the one. He said, do not weep. Because the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, has, oh, that makes me happy, has made prevail to open the scroll and to loose. He is the lion of Judah. He is the root of David. He is the one who is found worthy. Worthy, worthy. Not only is he the lamb, but he is the lion of Judah. And then I looked and I heard the voice of many angels around the throne, the living creatures and the elders and the number of them was 10,000 upon 10,000 of thousands a hundred million angels around the throne and the holy roar of God what's it going to be worthy 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 is the lamb who was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessings oh it's just going to be better I can't wait to be around the throne with Jackie Hess and my memo and my papa and my daddy and we're all around the throne with that heavenly roar and our voices are roaring for all of eternity. Worthy, 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 worthy. Worthy is the Lamb. Worthy is the Lamb. There will be a glorious sound. Glorious sound, the roar of the redeemed. The roar, we're the redeemed. Don't take that lightly today. We are the redeemed. There was a price paid for us. Worthy is the lamb when the warfare is over. And there's a song and it will go loftier and louder and louder. Our roar that we overcame by the blood of the lamb and by the word of our testimony. I believe that it will reverberate for all of eternity. It will reverberate all of eternity. Worthy, worthy, worthy is the Lamb. Stand with me today. I am here on a mandate 
it's time. It's time to release what God has placed on the inside of you. It's time. Know who you are. Know the roar that's on the inside of you. Know. Be released to do what God has called you to do for this in harvest. This is the greatest harvest of souls that we're ever going to see. And you know what's going to happen after that? Jesus is coming quickly. Jesus is coming quickly. He's coming quickly. He's coming quickly. Prepare your hearts. Prepare your minds. Prepare yourselves. Today, God, we call forth the roar of the Lion of Judah in our lives, in our bellies, in our spirits. We call forth this roar, God. Let us not be afraid. Raise us up from this emaciated place that I saw, God. Let us hunger and thirst after you, God. We are so desperate for a move of God. We're so desperate for the Lion of Judah. We're so desperate in our lives, in our families, in our nations. God, we welcome the sounds of heaven into the earth realm. We welcome the mighty rushing wind. And God, we declare that as we release the high praises of God, that this is our spiritual weapon, our warfare. It will silence the voice of the enemy. It will silence the voice of the enemy in the church that comes to destroy and divide. It will silence the voice of the enemy in this nation that wants to divide us, bring revival to our nation, God, as we hunger and we thirst after you. Roar over us. The Lion of Judah is arising in this hour to call forth the greatest harvest of souls in all of history. Let us, the Bride of Christ, the pride. We're his pride. Let us arise alongside of him. Release the roar. Release the roar. The very spirit of God, the Ruach. Spirit of God, I release over your people this morning, God. Release. Release over us, God. Give us our voice that you will give us voice of authority. Thank you so much for listening today, watching with us, opening your heart to the Word of God. It's my highest honor to preach the Word. Our church exists to reach people like you. That's why we exist, to be able to communicate the gospel to the entire world. God has given us such an amazing outreach here to be able to do it this way through the internet and stuff. It's just, it's just absolutely amazing. So I pray that God has touched you today, that God has ministered to you, and I want to pray for you right now. If you need to accept the Lord into your heart, give your life to Jesus, or if you need healing in your body or healing in your mind, I want to pray for you right now. Could you join with me? Come on, just make this declaration. Jesus, I believe you are my Lord and my Savior. 
I repent of all sin and I commit my life to you right now in Jesus' name. Come on, if you need healing, stretch out your hand. Father, for those who need a healing touch, I pray, Lord, in the name of Jesus that you heal them body and mind and touch them right now. We rebuke the disease and sickness that it's afflicting their body and I pray for a complete wholeness. Come over them in the name of Jesus and we give you thanks for it, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Come on, give Him praise right where you are. Thank God for everything He's done in your life. Tell somebody what the Lord has done for you. We love you guys, and it's a privilege to come to you.